Good morning, Andy. Afternoon and evening, whenever you're watching this, to all of our fellow ball watchers out there. This is ball watching, no World Cup edition this time. We're going back to our roots, back to St. Louis City SC, uh, where we will spend the greater part of the next couple of years. Uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful 2022. Uh, myself, Jake, and Justin have been trying to keep you up to speed with the club and just kind of all soccer happenings uh, around St. Louis and uh, in the country as well. But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the time of year it is, and it is the holidays. So happy holidays uh, to you all. This is why I'm donning uh, this hat here and this wonderful little early Christmas gift I got for myself. Uh, Santa came early and Lutz has kind of been a bit of a Santa for us as well, delivering all these wonderful players and gifts to our doorstep this year. But Justin, have you been up to speed watching Christmas movies and, and getting into the holiday spirit? Oh God. Uh, not as good this year as I have been Jake. Okay. Well, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a easy one then here. Yeah. Are you a home alone fan? Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, you're familiar with the plot and, and Kevin McAllister and, and the movies. Yeah. Okay. Macaulay Culkin is the only true Home Alone kid, by the way. The other movies are not good. Fair. Absolutely. Very fair. First Home Alone movie, Justin. Where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they first leave Kevin behind? Florida? Not. We're not talking about Lost in New York. We're not talking about Lost in New York, the second one. We're talking about where are they originally going, where he has to protect his home. Wait, weren't they overseas? It was somewhere in Europe? Yeah. I'm going to go with Europe. Your guess. No, yeah. you got to get more than that. You got to get more than that. I'm ha- proud of you. You're in it. You're in the right continent. Uh, give me give me the country and I'd be happy with the country. Italy. No, not Italy. They are going to Paris, France. They are going to France. It's a weird place to go Kevin in the behind. winter. I kind of thought they'd want to go to a Yeah, no, it is weird. And that's why Kevin didn't want to go. Didn't want to spend Christmas away from home. So Agreed. All right. Well, I got France. one for you. The, yeah. the big tree in Rockefeller Center. Yeah, how tall is it this year oh. specifically? This year specifically, they, they, I have a couple of years. They all range around within like five to ten feet. But what is it this year? I'll give you within five feet. So I've never seen it. I've only seen pictures and videos of it. So I can't. It's really hard to do the depth perception there. I am going to guess. A uh, hundred and. 25 feet 82 not even close Jake. 82 I, 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 give you I was i was it's thinking weird. to myself like that that seems really really tall when i was 82 this it. year 79 last year 75 the year before 77 so it's the bigger one in the most recent yeah. history uh i'm also gonna hit you with a quick dad joke to let everybody kind of bring to their families you ready okay yeah what do you got did you hear about the guy that stole the advent calendar he got 25 days <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Perfect. Right, let's get it. Let's get into off. some business. Let's yeah, do some agenda course. setting real quick, Jake. What are we going to be doing? Yeah, today? we're gonna. Since it's been a while, we're gonna kind of recap the last, I'd say, two or so months of action from the club, and most of that being roster building around trades, uh, promotions from City Two, free agents, expansion draft, super draft, what have you. And we're also going to talk about the schedule that was just released a couple days ago. Got some tasty, tasty fixtures to look at. Uh, so we'll break those down for you as well. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into it. So just a quick reminder, we talked about some of these before. I know they're a little bit some old news, but wanted to bring it all into one segment for you all. So trades, we have been 
pretty active in the trade market uh, so far this year. Uh, the trade acquisitions most notably coming to us uh, have been Jared Stroud, who's 26 years old, going to be a winger for us. He's got the connections with Bradley Carnell uh, coming up through the Red Bull New York system for their club. He is a good fit for the style of play that Lutz and, and Carnell are kind of looking for. And he has some good MLS experience, both with Red Bull and on the Austin FC side. So he'll be joining us uh, for 100K in GAM. And we'll, we'll touch more on the, the whole GAM stuff, because I know yep. that that was flying around. Been a while. Yesterday. Been a while. In the draft. Yes. But yes. We also got Rasmus Alm, who is 27, got him on a free transfer. He's our eighth international spot from Sweden. Plays in the Sweden's top tier. He's played in the uh, the UEFA EL League. He's technical. He's fast. He We have him until 2025 with an option of 2026, which I think is relatively consistent with a lot of these guys we've been signing. So you get you you give them for the first three or four years and then trying to see how it goes from there. But I'm just adding another international spot with talent is exciting. Yeah, with great Europa League experience as well. So that that's a cool thing for, for Rasmus, and I'm sure he'll bring that to us. Uh Aziel Jackson was another one, a little more on the younger side. Uh, so he was acquired uh, from Minnesota, I believe, for 150K in GAM. He actually played in MLS Next Pro this past season. I believe we were tormented by him when we played uh, against them. He was at uh, Minnesota United FC 2 uh, for that season. He played in 23 games. He started 21 of those, scored 10 goals, and provided seven assists. Uh, so very, very productive player. Also comes out of the New York Red Bull Academy, so you're going. Not that not that Bradley was probably there back then, because uh, he's only 21 years old, which is another great thing about him. Uh, but still, a lot of our players, I feel like, have linkages back to the Red Bull system, so we have them to thank for part of that. And before we leave the Red Bull part, one more trade acquisition: Tim Parker. We've seen Tim Parker before on the big stage. Tim Parker kind of rocks. We're looking at a little bit of his history, so we got him for five hundred thousand dollars in GAM. He was named their captain from Houston Dynamo 2021, started 60 of his last 62 games in the last two seasons. And I think he could be captain material for us. And I think you have a note here on his salary. So is, is Houston holding on to a part of that? He has a $1 million salary, but we're only paying 500K. Yeah, it was such a long time ago, it feels like now. But we essentially could have taken him in the expansion draft. We opted not to and to just cut a deal with uh, Houston on the side. And in doing so, we're only paying part of his salary the next couple of years. And, and Houston is picking up a part of that as well. So they wanted to move him on. Um, and I think we are looking for someone with that veteran experience, which he has being 29 years old, also has ties to the Red Bull system. Uh, so he, he'll be excited. He also has made a couple of U.S. men's national team caps. So fun fact about him. So this guy, I expect, I expect him to walk in and probably start next to Nilsson uh, in the center back pairing. I agree. And then the last one, uh, Samuel Adinaran. Hope I got that correct. Uh, he's only 24. 100K in GAM. Um, he's a Nigerian forward, six foot four, kind of like your big holdup guy. I'm ex extremely excited as we keep adding these big guys. And this guy kind of played all over this past year. CONCACAF Champions League, MLS, USL, MLS Next Pro, all in 2022. So you know that he's hungry. You know that he's been fighting for a spot. And I think just adding a young forward like that will be extremely exciting and one and also good for um, not our – he probably won't be our starter, but coming off the bench with, uh, with that experience is going to be helpful. Right. And he had proved himself this year uh, with San Antonio FC in their USL run to the championship. He was very productive, scored a couple game winning goals for them. So starting to see a little bit of that, too. We're kind of dipping our toes into the USL waters and trying to pull out some talent um, from there. So 
those are some of the trades. We also traded, I know, actually, I'm thinking back to Erasmus Hall was a free transfer. He was more of a signing, not a trade. But we did also trade for three international spots um, recently as well using GAM. So I believe those prices kind of shifted um, and they were a little bit different per spot. But we now have a lot more international flexibility. You can actually trade those spots for money uh, using general allocation money. So we have more international spots. And we're going to get into more of like the definition of game. Like we, we'll touch yep. on it later, but Jake, something we should do thinking about it, maybe next time, where are we on like a net game now? I feel like we've been tossing we definitely should money bring that at some back point. and forth. And I don't yeah. know. Are we, are we positive? I feel like we got think, negative at this point, but. No, no, we're definitely positive. And think back to the draft that happened last night for us. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some of that, but we definitely came out game positive, especially yeah, for okay. that event. All right. um, so moving on into the promotions. So happy promotion season. Uh, to a couple of players from City 2. Obviously not going to mention Josh Yarrow and uh, Kyle Hebert here because they've already been promoted. We've already talked about them. Uh, but towards the end with the contract uh, conversations, uh, Akil Watts, Celio Pompeo, and Max Schneider were all picked up by City, uh, by City, the first team, and being promoted from City 2. We talked about these guys a little bit throughout the season for City 2, but these are some of the, the biggest and brightest you know stars from the team. Akil Watts is kind of a swiss army knife of a player for us he can play right back he can shift up into the central midfield uh he was first in assist for the city two with seven and third in goals with six so extremely productive player he's actually had time at the img academy with some of our stars like our u.s men's national team stars he spent some time overseas as well so i think this is a guy that still has a ton of potential and should be a great signing for us we also have celio who is whew, Celio's a workhorse and one of my favorite guys on City 2. He was tied for second in goals and assists with seven goals, six assists. He's also tied with Kyle Heber for most appearances on City 2. And I feel like he just flies around the pitch and especially the style that we've been talking about. What did you say? Someone said it's like energy drink soccer. That was a term that yep. has been thrown around. And yeah. I, I, he fits that mold perfectly. I think high pressing. And right when he takes the ball and they turn it over, he has the skills to take guys one on one and put it in the back of the net. He does. He does. I, I've been hearing the energy drink soccer thrown around a lot recently. It's funny that I love uh, that's what they're kind of branding us as. But uh, I, I'm with it as well. Uh, we also have Max Schneider. Uh, and they, they didn't really release too much about this signing specifically. But we know Max's uh, quality and his capability in the central midfield. And that's a space that we need some depth and talent right now. Uh, we're still looking to fill a couple gaps there. But Max was also signed and brought up to the first team. So those are some of the promotions from City 2 on top of the ones we've already talked about in, in past podcasts. We did have another free agent signing outside of Rasmus Alm. Uh, that was recent with Jake Nerwinski. This is probably the most easy transition or, or transaction for us to make because we had a gap. We didn't have any national right backs. We did have a keel, uh, but I think he was even announced after Jake Nerwinski. I'm, I'm getting my, my dates mixed up now, but basically we didn't really have much right back experience or, or players. He's a 28-year-old. He's got tons. He's got 158 appearances across all competitions uh, for his uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. He is now with us, and he was a free agent. We signed him to a two-year deal with an option for a third, and he bolsters our back line significantly. He brings definite, definite experience, and I think he'll be a good asset and resource for younger players to help learn from, given how, how quality he is and how much experience he has in MLS. Completely agree. Let's hop into the uh, the expansion draft. The expansion. Get us get started here, Justin. First, Nico Joachini is a guy. He's a KC native, U.S. men's national team debut in 2020. Eight caps, scoring three goals and tried to assists for the U.S. This is a guy that's coming in. He'll be a forward. And we're just adding to the depth of uh, these guys. I know we've talked about, like we just mentioned, the 
um, the energy drink soccer. All of these guys that are just going to be able to come in right off the bench, he could possibly start. I, we'll kind of get into depth charge probably coming up here in a little bit. But otherwise, I just think adding any of these guys, especially when they have national team experience, is extremely helpful for the team and what we're trying to build out of St. Louis. Absolutely. Absolutely. The expansion, I think, was really successful for us. And Nico Giochini is one that we've seen also make men's national team caps. So awesome. Cool for us. Indiana Vasilev is the, is the next expansion uh, draft pick for us. A little bit interesting here as we have his rights now, but he is technically on the books still at Aston Villa, who is in the Premier League. Uh, he has played now for Miami uh, the last two seasons here at Inter-Miami and featured 17 times for the U-17 men's national team that was coached by none other than City 2's John Hackworth. So another very, very gifted and on the younger side player, we will have to negotiate, and I assume it's already ongoing, with Aston Villa to either renew a loan, to do a permanent selling, uh, to actually have him play for us this season. But as of right now, we have his rights. I, I do think Lutz is going to make a play there and actually have him suit up for us this season. I love the amount of guys that we have connections with, just with Hackworth or yep. New York Red Bulls or Lutz bringing guys overseas. It's just it's feeling very tight-knit already, which is going to be great yep. for our culture as well. Um, another guy that we got in the expansion match was John Bell. He's a center back. He's young. He's just 25. Uh, he was a 2020 super draft by the Earthquakes. Um, he came from the New England Revolution to us. And I mean, still just more depth we continue to add. And we'll see kind of how where these guys shake out in the depth chart later on. But just adding another young guy, just put him in the back line and have him learn from some of our experienced guys. Right. And we also picked up uh, John Nelson, another great option uh, for some wing back then in fullback depth. Uh, he's young. He's just 24 years old. He started out his career with Dallas and has now just come from Cincy. He's got experience playing at this high level, and I think he'll bolster our wing back options. So it's good to have another option there, um, probably more so on the left side for him. Uh, we also had a fifth pick. And that was actually the person that we picked was Jake LaCava. We actually quickly dealt him to Miami for some general allocation money. Uh, and just for some insight into how this process was for the war room for Lutz and Carnell and Hackworth, they said they sat together for 72 hours and just kind of immersed themselves in this until they had smoke out the window. Uh, and they actually did have their minds made up on these players. It was a tough, it was a tough, tough process. I'm sure some long, long nights from the team. Uh, but I do think they came away with some great assets and guys that will contribute significantly, uh, some big minutes for our first season here. Jake, do you know what the smoke out the window reference is? It's the Vatican, right? It's the Pope. Yep. Yeah. The Pope. Yeah. Which one is it? Is it white when they get a Pope? White is when they get a Pope. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Gray is like, yeah. we're still thinking. Great reference game from, from Lutz to, to go back to the Vatican. Uh, Huge. Man super draft. Super draft time. Before we get into the picks, Jake, I'm going to have you refresh everybody on what GAM is because I still don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for a more in-depth analysis of GAM, go to episode five of our podcast, which was months ago now. But GAM is general allocation money. By the way, the episode title is MLS 101 Part 2. And I think specifically um, so, the game is right at like 17 minutes in if you're really just looking to get into that. Yep. But we also talk about what the expansion draft and the super draft and everything else is in that episode. Yeah. So, so think about GAM being given to us as a sum of money into every team gets an equal allocation of this every single season from MLS to either use it in one to buy down players' salaries uh, and, and keep yourself at, at below the league, you know, max, but also – use that in acquisitions of players as an asset. So 
last night, we'll get into this here. We used GAM both as a selling point and as a receiving point. Like we wanted to amass more GAM because we didn't have necessarily anyone on the, on the top. You know, our player that we wanted was not someone that we needed to use a number one pick for. So we, we said, hey, who wants this? We're going to ask you for a lot of money in return, but we'll give you our number one pick. And so we ended up amassing a lot more GAM because we want to have that flexibility to either sign from overseas, sign from other clubs as free agents and buy down salaries to keep us uh, within, you know, the bounds we want to keep ourselves in. So that's how you use GAM. And that's how it was tossed around a lot yesterday. So I'm sure there was a lot of confused faces on that stream because it's still kind of a weird thing to think about. It's not usual for other sports to have anything similar no. to that so we received that the we received a dm from one of our followers who's over in germany and she was basically just she was also very confused she's like can you help me understand what is going on with this draft and all this money flying around i'm like i'm still trying to pick it up myself but yeah it's not it's not similar to anything that they do overseas so right definitely not something that people usually get used to but let's get into the first overall pick drum roll brrr, we traded it it was kind of anticlimactic but I mean, it, it worked out. It worked out well, and we'll get into why. But first overall pick, we were there, the live stream. Everything was going on at the park, and it's just like, oh, they traded it. We're not picking up a guy. But the reason we did that, we traded to Charlotte from four hundred thousand dollars in gam, fifty k in conditional gam, and we, then we got the twentieth overall pick. But that's not where we ended up landing. What happened, Jake? Quick shout out for the conditional game. Did not talk about that. The reminder. That's also a new thing. I learned about that yesterday. So that's more about now that we traded that number one pick away. This is a way for us to either get some more incentive. If that player turns out to be really, really good, that we will get paid additional game from Charlotte in that case. Uh, and it works both ways. So, I mean, basically we can either, it's an incentive based, you know, way of, of explaining game where now, they give us guaranteed GAM in the form of 200,000 and 200,000 these next two years. That's 400 total, obviously, for those keeping track at home. But we also have an additional 50 that if this guy, number one pick, I think it's Diop, turns out to be a stud, uh, we and we also are, we could be uh, able to receive more money from Charlotte for. I wonder what the, that what the we'll have to look into like what that means. Like what I don't mean, think they publicly reveal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they publicly reveal those stipulations. I think it's probably minutes played, maybe goals if you're more of an attacking piece. And yeah. they, have, they have some ways to quantify it. But to the fun part. So we traded away, like Justin said, we went to number 20. And then we made the the, the quick pick uh swap with uh who who made that swap? Seattle? Seattle. Yeah, Seattle was Seattle was the, the pick. So we took their ninth pick and gave them 175k in GAM for this year. So Keep in mind, we had just received 200. So that was almost like a net neutral um, acquisition or, or transaction between the two teams. We came out with 25 extra GAM for this year and then another 200 for the next year. So, and we gave them a round three pick as well. We were picking first in this in the third round. So we picked up Owen O'Malley from Creighton. He's a midfielder with a ton of flexibility. This was Lutz, Carnell, Hackworth's number one guy going into the draft. And this is what I was saying before. We did not need to use the number one overall pick to get Owen O'Malley. Usually a lot of center backs and really, really good attackers tend to go in that type of range. So we actually got a lot of good value for getting the guy that we actually really wanted. We ended up making a ton of money and getting him still. So it was like, have your cake and eat it too kind of moment for us. That's what I've been trying to explain to people. It's like, yeah, it was extremely anticlimactic to not actually pick a guy with first overall pick, but it was smart. We did we don't need to be we didn't need to take Owen at one knowing we could drop and get him at nine. Right. And that's what fits our team. We're not looking Lutz is not trying to get 
the superstar and just shove him into a philosophy and try to build around him. We have right. our idea of how we want to play, and Owen fits it. So I'm extremely exactly. excited to have him. Welcome, Owen. And he is a midfielder. He's listed as a midfielder, but they already mentioned in the in the conferences after and the interviews after that. I think the plan is for him to provide right back depth. He's very flexible already as is, uh, and it's great to have a right back that also has an eye for going forward. Uh, so that is an added piece for him. If your mind is still spinning from the whole game conversation we just had, he's also a generation Adidas player, which is a crop of players that Adidas signs before the draft. Uh, and he will not take up a spot on our senior roster or count against the salary cap. So kind of another fun qualm to throw into this whole financial situation of the MLS. Yeah. And when we say he won't take up a spot, he'll be on the team. He just won't. Yeah, right. The spot will not count against us. Right. So right. the man is going to be playing. But yes, completely. Yeah. And then and he's got some great intangibles, too. He's, he's got everything they want. They're looking for character, attitude, work ethic. He'll fit our style for sure. Exactly. And then we were supposed to have the 20th pick then. We didn't need it since we already grabbed our, our boy. So then we traded that to Austin for 50K in GAM and 50K in conditional GAM. So we'll see how that guy turns out. And then the, my most excited part, we got the first overall pick in the second round. And we took Johnny Klein, midfielder from St. Louis University, Billikens. Boys, let's go. From Columbia, Missouri. Um, he's with Sluice since 2018. 88 games in the midfield during his college career with 29 goals and 27 assists. The man is a workhorse. He's been showing up for SLU. He's one of the main reasons they've made some of these deeper runs in the tournament. Extremely high energy. And I'm happy that he's literally going essentially a mile down the road. So I think I think it was awesome that we were able to grab him. I hope we can keep pulling in some of the St. Louis talent. Shout out Mark Segerber. Shout out Tom Barlow. Shout out mm-hmm. Connor Sparrow. Can we bring any of these boys back? I would love to kind of make this holistic and just keep everybody in St. Louis and keep this going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one quick thing to mention there too, like he was one of the most productive players in 2021 college season. This guy is an assist machine. He led the NCAA that year. He also, I mean, he was one of the most productive players um, because I mean, he really led, he led the NCAA, like I said, that year. And he had what 0.75 assists per game. That, I mean, so he's a, he's a playmaker. I'm not saying that he walks right into the starting 11 for us, but I think he's someone that has really deep college experience. He knows how to be competitive. He knows what it takes to win and we'll see what he can add to the team. I think it was a great pick because frankly, look at the difference, Justin, how we just talked about the number one pick when we traded for that and the number 20 pick that we, we also traded away. That number one pick was worth 200 K this year, 200 K next season and 50k in conditional now we trade away the 20 pick and we got 50k in return yeah, so it's a the, big drop off it's a big big drop off even like from pick one to pick four i saw how different because the first what six or seven picks were all traded yep so everybody's I trying mean, to get that extra money and there's nothing this against draft, the guys that got traded it's just it's the needs of the teams and there's i mean yeah. there's 29 teams in the league not everybody needs to be grabbing the best guy out of college so not a knock to any of these guys that got drafted it's still a huge honor it's just you got to find the right spot for the right team which also right. works out better for these guys. I'm I'm glad that we didn't try to take someone and try to fit him into our system. Maybe he doesn't play. Now, whoever, that Charlotte, the, the guy that went first, he's going to end up playing for them because they need that spot. So it's better for the guys off. And then I guess overall, just in, to summarize the Super Draft, we got two selections with our boys. We also got 550K in GAM. And so looking back on it, we got our number one guy in the ninth spot with a lot of money, and we kept a St. Louis boy at home. That's all you got to need to know. It is. And that 550K, by the way, that's just pure income. I think outgoing was just 175. And that was uh, to 
Seattle for the ninth for spot. Yeah. So yeah. So that so we did come out very positive financially, and I think we added a significant player for us in Owen O'Malley. And and what's to be had with with John Klein? We'll see what what pans out for John. But super happy for him to stay local here in Missouri. He's from Columbia. Uh, Going to be very excited to see. I think overall very successful draft night for for City. So now now that we have gone through the expansion draft and the super draft, and we've gone through some free agent signings and some trades. What's next? What is this team looking like, Jake? Yeah, so the roster, it is. And we're going to show you all here in a second for our visual people. And we'll we'll, we'll voice it over as well for our, our podcast listeners here. But the roster is up to 24 players now. Keep in mind, we still need to sign Owen and John. I think obviously that's going to happen. Uh, but it may be actually more close to 25 if reports are true about us getting closer and closer to signing a goalkeeper. A six foot six goalkeeper in Ben Lunt from Phoenix Rising, a team that plays in the USL. Uh, he is a 27-year-old German native. He grew up in Hertha Berlin's youth academy system. Hertha Berlin is a Bundesliga team right now, so Germany's top flight. And he moved to the U.S., played at Akron, actually, had a pretty good career at Akron. He was 37th overall for the Super Draft in 2019 uh, and was drafted to Cincy, I believe. And he's made... 60 appearances in the last couple of years for two clubs in the USL, Louisville City and Phoenix Rising, like I already mentioned. So good backup to have in between the sticks. He's a seasoned veteran now at the USL level. Uh, I think he could learn a lot from a veteran, you know, European and Champions League caliber goaltender like uh, Berkey. And I, I think it's not it, it's good to see us going back to the USL as well, because we're not we, we, we got a great goaltender in Roman Berkey at a good price. And now we're kind of saying, OK, now let's go for the more cheaper option here and Ben, but has played at high levels and we can kind of help have uh, Berkey help bring him up to speed here at this higher level of play and hope that he has some more left to give and some more left to learn. Goalkeepers are, are older by trade. They can definitely play into older ages. And I think he could still show some growth. And I, I'm just excited that we're reaching to USL for, for some of these acquisitions here. Yeah, I agree. And if you want to pull up the Excel, I'll kind of transition yeah. us there. And you said we have a great goalkeeper in Berkey. We have the best goalkeeper in the MLS in Berkey. So it's he's a stone wall, and I think it's going to be good to bring in another guy um, just a bit younger than he is to just kind of show him the ropes and get him kind of teed up with TK. And, I mean, they're going to be learning underneath the best goalkeeper coach in the MLS as well with Tim Kelly. So for those keeping track at home, this – is going to be a, a brief discussion about what we have currently in terms of depth and players at what positions. So visually, if you're, you can see my screen now, but for those of you who can't, at goalie, we have confirmed Roman Berkey. Roman's going to be our starter. Probably walks into the MLS as being one of the top, you know, five, three goaltenders in the MLS, you know, assuming he hasn't significantly dropped off. And what we saw at City 2, he has not. Uh, ben Lunt would back him up between the sticks. So those would be our two goalies. We also keep in mind Eric Walker is another goalie for us that was in the draft last night, did not get drafted, could be that third choice also playing and starting for City 2 as well. Uh, we know Tim Kelly had great things to say about him and his potential. So that's what we have in the goalie. Uh, talk us through back line, Justin, left to right. I mean, we're going to go with the starters. Just Pedro, Parker, Nielsen, Nerwinski is kind of what we're thinking with some backups. We'll have Nelson at left back. Bell or Yarrow probably is a left center back with Hebert as the option as the right center back. And then O'Malley, our drafter, um, our draftee at right back. But looking at this as well, Jake, I think you could possibly, I know Kyle Hebert's traditionally a right center back, but right now I know we have a couple question marks at six, the six guy that would be right in front of the defense. And I feel like you could maybe move Yarrow or Hebert into that position. I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
I, I see. I don't think so. I think we have good center back depth that we have right now. My worry and, and it's it's my worry is the same worry, which I'm glad is that is what Lutz is dealing with right now is they think last night acquiring the game that they did set themselves up to be to go out and be able to acquire the defensive midfielder, that holding midfielder, which is what we call that number six. We don't have anyone naturally today that could probably slot into there. I think Max Schneider, Akil Watts could be the closest, but I think you'd experience They'd have, they don't have that MLS experience yet. And I think you were, we are going to ultimately go out and get one. That It's a matter of time. And it's not a matter of who's going to maybe play the position until then. We are going to go out and get one. I know it's top of their agenda right now. That's true. Because, I, I mean, Max Schneider and Akil Watts, unfortunately, are not going to be playing or starting over Edu Leuven. No, so, no. And if I, we are going to get one. But I think then you can kind of do a rotational thing, kind of how the U.S. men's national team did. We have plenty of guys that can go through that triangle in there. Um, and as we're looking forward... We have Jensen, Ostrock, and Alm is probably as most likely as our starters, but we already talked about Celio could be a, a great spark plug off the bench on the left wing. Um, you have Jackson and our, also our draft decline. That could be a good, solid center attacking mid. And then Jared Stroud and Vasilev that we could put on the right wing. So it's just a lot of guys that I think we have our starters kind of figured out, but it's some guys yeah. that will definitely be challenging them and kind of pushing them harder. Every one of those guys you just mentioned too, like, especially Jackson Klein, Stroud, Vasilev, the wingers, they have their preferences of what side they want to play on. I would say ultimately very, very probably flexible. They'll probably go where they need to go. And I know our philosophy demands that kind of flexibility. It's just really the work ethic and the positional play that really matters a lot for us. So there's a lot of flexibility interwoven with where we, where we have these guys. For example, like I could see, I don't know, I could see uh, a, a Tomas Ostrock or, or maybe a, a Stroud heading to the wings or, 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 or swapping positions during the game. There, there's just, that's what they're trying to build here is this flexibility to withstand different types of approaches from other teams and guys that can play multiple positions that only set us up to do better and better. Um, so there's a lot of that when you look at this team and even when you move to the striker spot, I mean, Joel Klaus, he's the DP, our designated player. So is Lubin, but Klaus is going to walk right in. He's our starting number nine. No, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Joaquini is great depth for him. And so is Adinaran. But Joaquini can also play the wings. We've seen him play the wings professionally over in France. We've seen him do that for the United States men's national team. Um, and Adinaran is probably more of a natural backup to Klaus, I think, right now. But those those guys, like just like I said it right now, that's flexibility. They have different positions they can also play and jump into when they need to be. So it's it's nice to look at that. The only really big gap we're seeing is that number six, which I really, maybe it'll be a nice, maybe a late Christmas gift from Lutz in the club, but I think we're going to spend pretty big on a number six. I agree. Let's get into uh, another exciting bit of news that just dropped more recently and our schedule coming up. Yeah. 34, 34 matches with a break that will happen in between for the League's Cup and the All-Star break. That, that break will be from July 21st to August 19th, so almost a full month there. But you won't be missing out on soccer. We also have the MLS and La Liga MX clubs will play in like a little World Cup-style tournament um, with group, group stage, knockout rounds, and all of that. So we will be playing games during that time, but not specific to our actual regular season. Um, but first game is away, which is fine. It's at Austin. February 25th. Um, and then our first home game, mark your calendars, is at home March 4th versus Charlotte. What else you got, Jake, for, I guess, before we get into yeah. a, a kind of some highlights on some other games? No, just some quick hits, high level with the schedule. So the schedule, like I said, is out there now. Go go search it if you haven't. Go put it, go add it to your calendar if you haven't. 
they've really it's nice this year that they've really tried their best to standardize that because you'll find that most of our games are on saturday in fact our first 14 games are all on saturdays uh we have i think two sunday games five wednesday games they really try to keep us in the wednesday to saturday time frame uh and a tuesday game which is july 4th which i think a bunch of teams are playing a tuesday game that week but You'll notice that 27 of our 34 games are all against Western Conference opponents. Like we talked about in earlier episodes, that's just a home and away series against every Western Conference opponent and plus an extra one because we play KC twice. So it would be 26, but we have 27 instead. We play KC sorry, three times, twice at home. Twice at home. And, uh, and then another, the rest of the seven games are just kind of Eastern Conference matchups with some fun teams. I, we were kind of hoping that Inter-Miami would bring Messi with them. I know that he's already renewed his contract with PSG, so probably not going to happen for us. But there are a lot of other exciting fixtures coming up. And I know Justin, you've put a couple down to keep our eyes on. Yeah. I would say the first one, just going, thinking about as we work further out on the calendar, first one is at Chicago on May 13th. I will be attending that game. That will be awesome. We've been waiting to have another rivalry because the cards Cubs, cards Cubs is kind of getting out of hand. Yeah. Not good. Right. Uh, then home versus sporting on May 20th. That's our first game against sporting. And then, we're also then at the uh, defending champs LAFC on May 31st. That's our first Wednesday game, um, but we'll be watching that through the streaming services. Then we're home versus the Galaxy um, on June 11th, which is also our first and only uh, home Sunday game. That'll be at 12 p.m. And then we have Real Salt Lake is our first home Wednesday game on June 21st. Back at the Galaxy for the July 4th game. Home versus Miami on July 15th. RIP Messi contract. Really thought Messi was coming to St. Louis. I was upset when I found out about that. Then we go into the break of the All-Star game on July 19th in the League's Cup pause. That brings us all the way to August 20th. Uh, home versus Austin is our next game. We're back at Sporting on September 2nd. Home versus LAFC, the defending champs, uh, on Wednesday, September 20th. Home versus Sporting on September 30th. And then home versus Seattle on 10-21, which is Decision Day. So yeah. those are just kind of the highlights. There are some other good games in there, but really looking at the big name teams like LAFC, Miami, and then our rivalry games when you're looking more at Chicago and Kansas City. So those are the ones that I'm kind of fired up about. Yeah, and keep in mind for all those that want to watch these games that maybe aren't season ticket holders or the, for all the away games as well, these are going to be on Apple's uh, season pass. I, I think they've named it now, but uh, it's going to be a separate. It's not Apple TV Plus, like the one that gets you the shows like Severance or like uh, Ted Lasso. It's, it's its own little app i'm sure you'll be able to download it and you'll have credentials if you are your season ticket member or you can just buy it and i, I think the pricing came out we talked about that already maybe it was like 15 bucks a month or something like yeah, that but much. those are all that's where you'll find every single game so it's that access is going to be really cool to be able to watch any game uh and i will say also fox did strike a deal in the last i think the last couple of weeks or so a linear tv deal with apple and uh, MLS, not with Apple, sorry, just with MLS. And they're actually going to do some some televised national broadcasts of some games. We only have three right now that are going to be nationally televised uh, on Fox or FS1, anything in the Fox networks. Uh, so that'll be cool. I think one of them is a sporting KC match and one of them is, is an LA match as well. So you can you can catch at least three games right now that we know of nationally televised. Otherwise, it'll all be on Apple. Yep. And I think that kind of brings us to a close. I think in the theme of things, Jake, I want to say happy holidays to you and your family and all the listeners. Um, Always doing that plug for our sponsor, Series 6. They have great gear, especially Christmas gear right now. Go to their website, go to the store, use the code BALLWATCHING for 15% off. Um, I've gotten a lot of stuff for for my family and friends for Christmas, and I've pushed out to everyone as well. Um, But that's just kind of an exciting time of year. And I think, and Jake, if, if I've... If I'm correct, I think you and I are going to take a little bit of a break here until after the holidays. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just in the spirit of all things resting and recharging and celebrating and being happy with family, I think we're going to take a little bit of a, a pause ourselves here. Uh, I think, Justin, you and I have talked about probably returning with a another episode or installment of Ball Watching probably in the middle of January. So I'm going to tentatively put us at about January 16th for now. I don't expect too, too much to happen the next couple of weeks. So I think that that timeline works out well for us. And from there, just for you all listening, I think we'll resume the bi-weekly cadence that we were on before, before this season. And I think we might adapt a little bit learning what we did here in the World Cup and make it more around the schedule and less around our own wants and, and how we want to plan this and do the bi-weekly. So I think we might have making some more content and, and putting that out for you all and, and more alignment with how the schedule will play out. So yeah, we will see you all after the new year and after the holidays again like justin said wishing you all a merry christmas if you celebrate that happy holidays for everyone stay warm it's going to be cold the next couple days uh man i'm not i'm not going outside yeah definitely stay inside if you can and have a great time with family and friends this is an awesome time of the year we've had so much to celebrate this year thank you all for listening thank you all for your support uh hit us up in the meantime we'll definitely be still on socials and kind of keeping tabs on all the news and stuff going on but Uh, We'll miss you guys for the next couple of weeks, but we'll be back and better than ever in the new year in 2023. See you guys next time. Thanks all for listening. (laughs) 